The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. I love me some Sklar brothers, Jason and Randy, who are not only brilliant twin brother comedians, they've also appeared on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Better Call Saul, and now they've got a new live stand-up virtual special, Saturday, March 20th, and they're joining me now from Los Angeles. Hey, Jim. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. How have you been this past year with your families and everything? Oh, my God. We've been good. We've been hanging in there. It's, uh, you know, this has been a very trying time for comedians, so we've been just trying to pivot and do our thing, man. They're slowly reopening things here in Las Vegas. I know that Brad Garrett's comedy club with limited capacity has reopened. Yeah, Yeah, I know it's. Any anybody who's like businesses that have pivoted during the pandemic, it, they're the ones who are winning. Uh, there was a strip club up in Portland, Oregon, that uh, just decided to redesignate their strippers and have them deliver food. So you get like your food. You know how people love to order food from a strip club because that's the best tasting food around. Yeah, the, um, the buffets are always good. Just, Aren't right. they so good? That's a thing that might be done after the pandemic. That's, buffets. That's like right. saying I read Playboy for the articles. Yeah, uh, I go to the strip clubs for the buffets. Yeah, but when you think about it, Jay, you can you can explain it, Jay, right? Yeah, you know, so for the buff, when you think about it on paper, that's a great idea to put send strippers out to be your food delivery. But in actuality, it's horrible because we've I've had so much food delivered. I don't know how much food you've had delivered in the pandemic, but yeah, for us, like that, there's always a moment where they bring you your food and then you look down and you're like, they didn't put uh. the green sauce in great now you got and so these stripper women would show up <laughs> with topless to deliver your food and so then you got to call over a topless woman and be like hey listen yeah the, you forgot the green salsa can you just call your manager and have it like, <laughs> so now you're now you're having a logistical conversation on your lawn with basically a shirtless woman yeah and she's not topless anymore yeah she's and then you're looking at her car you don't want to look at a stripper's car ever all the headlights are out and then you're like is that a car seat in the back oh my god that's a baby in there. there's a baby in there that's terrible I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You know, no matter what food you order from a strip club, you're always going to get crabs. So That's it's true. just a weird, <laughs> weird guy. It's a weird thing. I should have seen that coming. And they called it. They called it Boober Eats, which I think okay, that's fine. I would have gone with pole mates. I would have called it pole mates. And I, think I, I agree. I agree. That's great. Well, you know, I have to tell you guys that I loved your appearance on Better Call Saul. Did you know Bob Odenkirk before this? How did the audition come to you? Yeah, we uh, did know. We knew Bob for years in L.A. from doing stand-up and comedy here, and and were friends and friendly with him. But he didn't even know we were auditioning for it. I mean, it kind of it was great because it was an audition that came up like quickly, and they, you know, they weren't asking for actual brothers. They just weren't. They were like just looking at you know individual people. But when we came in for the audition, you know, we were like, let's just do it together. So we basically gave them our half of the scene. If you're looking at a two shot of us, we're looking at sort of Bob's perspective uh, for the scenes they're doing. And I think they saw it. They were like, 
oh my God, this is what it has to be. And then when Bob found out, he was really happy. And then we just spent like two days in a music store with Bob Odenkirk, who can play a little guitar. And so we're like picking guitars off the wall in between takes and just like riffing around. It was... <laughs> It was so fun. It was. He was fun. telling like old. He was telling like old Mister Show stories, and of course, you oh, know that man. was our like. It was so much fun. I mean, what's so crazy is, you know, because that show's really serious, and yes, he has funny moments in the show. You know, when you go on that set, you kind of forget. Oh yeah, he's also one of the funniest people on this earth. So like, just the days were really fun, intermixed with this serious scene that we were shooting so it was it was really cool you you rarely get that kind of experience it was awesome oh, that's great well and you guys have talked about this weird story before when you were babies and your mom took you to the doctor i guess it was for some sort of a checkup and your identities may have gotten mixed up so our mom like when we were very little like i can't even tell what we i can't even tell who i am in pictures that's how that's how much we looked alike when we were very very young. And right. I don't blame our mom at all. But she took us she took us in for the six month checkup, and we were the same weight, same everything. And the nurse like takes us away, and her mom's talking to the doctor. She comes back, and the only way our mom could tell us apart was the color of diaper pin that each of us had. So the nurse comes back thinking she, you know, her and was like, "Hey, I put Pampers on them for you." And then our mom's like, where's the, di who had which diaper pin? She's like, I don't know. You'll figure it out. I don't know. Have a great day. <laughs> and I'm, our mom was like, wait, you did what? Like she started swearing and just going nuts in the doctor's <laughs> office, brought us home, sat, I mean, sat us up on the couch and was like, who are you? And you know, we can't answer. And so she just went, I mean, she's like, wait, I think I, t and of course she, she was young. She was like 25 years old. Like when we yeah. were 25, I, I could barely take care of myself, let alone two kids. Mm -hmm. So she didn't know that you could do like a footprint or a thing, you know, a footprint and, and, and find out who, who was who, but she just panicked and she just sort of put us in our own cribs and said, when our dad came home, he would just either walk in the house and be like, why is Randy in Jason's crib? Or he would be like, hey, boys. So she just kind of, you know, hoped. And he came home and he said hello and he didn't say anything and everything seemed normal. And then she came clean and told him what happened. And he was, you know, cool about it. And they just sort of looked and they said, this is what we feel like. This feels like Randy. This feels like so, so then, So then this year, this past year, This American Life decided to do a story on NPR about us. And we went to like one of the, like the number one forensic, you know, fingerprint specialist in Southern California because we found, I was like last summer, I was at my house and I found like an old footprint, an old like art footprint of, of mine. And so we were able to do our foot, footprints and he, you know, we had no clue. It was like, are you you or are you your brother? And he, you know, <laughs> found out from us that we are exactly who we are, which like, we're like, what do we do if I'm not me and I'm Jason? Do I have to like now go be married to his wife? And have his <laughs> kids? I don't understand. Should I commit a crime? What do we do here? How much have you guys uh, missed sports. I know you're huge sports fans. How much have you missed sports the way we knew them before cardboard cutouts? Oh yeah, Jay. I mean, how yeah, I mean, I miss I, we miss going to games. I, every year we go back to we I mean this year we didn't, but go back to St. Louis and 
go see a Cardinals game. We watch because we're St. Louis Cardinals fans. We, we do that when they come out here to L.A. We try to go do stand-up comedy in the fall in Ann Arbor. We were supposed to be team captains of a Michigan game because we went to Michigan and we were big Michigan fans. Oh, so man. we were supposed to be a team captain. Like I love this, though. I love that. During the Super Bowl this year, there was still a guy who ran on the field in a thong. I was like, I'm glad that, like, you know, 500,000 people died and this guy still didn't lose the spirit to streak on the field. He's like, Fauci can't stop me now! Can't stop me now. Just makes you nostalgic, doesn't it? I wish we had more time. Tell me quickly about your virtual stand-up show that's happening this weekend. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we did talk about Pivot. You know, this place, Nowhere Comedy Club, has been amazing in an in, in effort to get people out to so people can do shows, stand-up shows. We basically do a stand-up show on Zoom. It's like a Zoom, and you can watch it from your house. You can screen mirror it to your TV. So some people say, like, hey, when are you guys coming to, like, Bangor, Maine? And we're like, uh, we're never coming to Bangor, Maine, yeah. but we'll come right into your house by doing this show. And uh, and it's co- obviously COVID safe. Order some food in. Maybe it'll come from a strip club. We don't know what kind of food <laughs> uh-huh. you like. Um, but you watch the sh- order the show. It's easy. You come on. They tell you to turn your your volume down on your Zoom to one fifth of the of the volume, and then we can hear the laughs. So it's we get to hear the laughs. You get to hear the laughs. It's not awkward silence. We'll do stand up from our buddy he has a little studio. So it's like we're on it. We're we're actually on a stage with microphones. You guys hear a really quality show. We have two amazing opening acts. And then at the end of our show, we decided because it's Zoom and it actually lends itself to this. We've never done this. We haven't done this since we did our show. This is probably our most beloved thing that we've ever done was Cheap Seats on ESPN Classic. Where right. It was like Mystery Science Theater with the old weird sporting events. We made fun of everything from dog shows to cheerleading competitions, all of them, sometimes in the same show. And on Saturday night, we are going to make fun of and break down the time Michael Jordan played against Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen and Dick Van Patten was the commentator. It is right <laughs> when Charlie Sheen discovered cocaine. He's like sweating cocaine. It's so good. It's so funny. Oh, my and God. So that's going to be the last part of our show. All right. So you can watch us do Cheap Seats, uh, and it's so much fun. You get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Uh, you search Squad Brothers Cheap Seats and you will find it, or you can go to NowhereComedyClub.com and you can find our tickets there. And it's so fun. There's like a meet and greet hang after. I think there's only 20 tickets left for that, but the rest there's tickets for the rest of the show, and I know your folks will dig it. So great. Also, the yes, podcast, the, the YouTube channel, and uh, it's always great catching up with you guys. Wish we had more time. Good luck with everything going on. The Cheap Seats was a really great show. It aired on ESPN Classic for, I think, like 77 episodes. Oh, and they're also doing those personal greetings now on Cameo.com. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thank you for stopping by. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.